A couple things have happened, transpired. Like what? We were going to record Judas and the Black Messiah episode today, but we had the Grammys happen last night, as well as the Oscar nominations come out this morning. I had no idea the Grammys were yesterday. Was it good? Depends on what you think good is. Did you enjoy watching it? Oh, I didn't watch them. Oh. But we're here to talk about the uh, outcome of the Grammys, as well (laughs) (laughs) as... as, um, Having not seen it. Having not had, having having had not, had having not, not have have not seen having. I ha- we haven't watched it, but we do know what the won. results were. Yeah, we know what won. What won the big prize? And uh, also the Oscar nominations for the upcoming Oscars, which was the thing that launched this podcast called the. You're listening to the Cult Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so many years ago, and some surprises, but a lot of predictability as far as what was nominated. What we're going to talk about on this episode, it's going to be a very short episode, some feelings about the Grammy outcome, as well as recapping the films that we've already covered that were nominated for Best Picture and talking about their Oscar nominations um, because we would not get a chance to talk about them otherwise in context of the Oscars. Anyway, so let's get into the Grammys, which is uh, awards for music. Who was Grammy? Okay, so first, first of all, Taylor Swift put out two albums last year. Prolific. Called Folklore and Evermore. And it was her kind of take on trying to be indie, sort of like alt progressive, sort of like um, Bon Iver. She used Bon Iver on her records. Yeah, she had a lot of interesting guest vocals that I wouldn't have expected. Yes. For instance, the only reason I know about it initially, or rather, the only reason I found out about it in the first place was because she had The National on a track, and I was like, what? Which wasn't even one of the tracks that I liked off of that album, even though I'm a big The National fan. Listen to these because my sister is a massive Taylor Swift fan, Mm -hmm. and she's like, you have to hear these songs. And I was like, well, historically, I've never enjoyed a Taylor Swift musical song yeah but i checked them out and they were actually some of it was pretty interesting because she is like you said experimenting with her sound and sort of evolving from that early swift early swift pop i don't it's i actually really was a taylor swift fan for up until the last like album or two or sorry i guess now three or four albums ago was this a confession No, no 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 i liked i like red and i like 1989 a lot both those albums are really good and then she just kind of started nosediving for me. But these two albums, to me, I personally, who, I really, spit it out, Steve. I really didn't like these albums. Whoa, really? I really, really did not like them. And I, and I should have, but here's the thing is my music tastes normally lie in the genre of music that she was attempting to capture on these albums. And so to me, these albums uh, seemed like, it didn't land bad versions of alternative indie music that if if it wasn't taylor swift and she didn't have such a fan base following i don't think these albums would have been received well i think they would have just been out there cast aside as bad indie albums are you gonna tell me that these albums won awards yeah anyway so i could not disagree more with the fact that she won album of the year with folklore oh my mind continues to be blown. Well, Steven's known for his hot takes. With the choices of the Grammys. Well, there are so many better indie albums. Yeah. I could name you five better indie albums that came out last year. Well, a lot of times these, probably especially the Grammys, it's more of a popularity contest than anything. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know how the Grammys does their voting, but if it's anything like these other award ceremonies, oftentimes the recipient is not necessarily the best option or 
indicative of good music in general even so it gets pretty subjective but so taylor swift won album of the year which uh, means that it usually goes to the artist and the record of the year which in this case billy eilish won for the album everything i wanted and that kind of goes Producer. to the whole record yet yeah. interesting so billy eilish won i'm okay with that um considering what she was up against i'm not a huge fan of beyonce either so wow hot take yeah the song of the year was interesting because it came out of everything that transpired in 2020. It was called I Can't Breathe by the artist called Her or H-E-R. I think they did the closing credits song on Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, maybe. I only know that because I was like, who the heck is Her? (laughs) Yeah. Well, she won song of the year or they won song of the year for a song called I Can't Breathe, which I never had heard of. And I listened to it and it was actually pretty good. Um, The arrangement was great. The lyrics, you know, obviously followed the BLM movement and everything that happened with George Floyd last year. And then there was an artist that started rapping or really just more spoken word and was done in a really artful way, kind of talking about oppression. It was a really good song. That's, I don't really have much to say about that. I just never had heard it before. And I'm glad to have checked it out at this point. Best new artist went to Megan V. Stallion, which beat out Phoebe Bridgers, who you know that we like. Phoebe Bridgers really got shafted. Why was she on Best New Artist? So it's interesting. Usually Best New Artists come after the artist has been around for a little bit, but they become big new in the eyes of kind of popularity and pop culture. So it's because Punisher blew up. Yeah, it's because Punisher blew up. And this was like Phoebe's like, I'm here now as an artist that has a good album. So who the heck is Megan Stallion? Oh my. Is it like another? She, uh, yeah, she's like a glam pop rap, kind of like, like a Cardi B kind Nicki of Nicki Minaj or oh, Cardi no. B. Yeah. Oh no. And it's, I can't even believe that Phoebe Bridgers lost to her. I'm really sorry, Phoebe. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hearts out for Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe Bridges also lost to best rock performance, by the way. So who'd she lose to? I think it was Fiona Apple, who Anna really likes. Yeah, I know Fiona's been in the game for a while long time and then i mean i'm really just going on the list of things that i found interesting about the grammys i liked that madeon or Madeon, i never really know how to pronounce his name was nominated for best dance electronic album but he lost to the album bubba by katranada never heard of them i'll have to check that album out because i like madeon a lot hopefully they're better than madeon the strokes randomly won best rock album for their new album that came out last year called the new abnormal But honestly, that Strokes album was really good. I thought about doing an episode on it because of how good it was. Hmm. So you guys should check it out, listeners. Thundercat, who I really, really like as an artist, won a friggin' Grammy for best uh, progressive R&B album, which I was really, really stoked about. He's dope. The album's called It Is What It Is. I'm really, really super happy about that choice. The Grammys, you did a a fine job selecting that artist there. They're clawing their way back into Steven's heart. No, it's always a love-hate relationship. Anderson Pock won best melodic rap performance for the song Lockdown. Which was also birthed out of all the events of last year, the BLM movement and and the pandemic. Yeah, super topical. And it was a really good song. Really, really good song. I had that on my year-end playlist. And then there's a bunch of country stuff. Miranda Lambert won, Brandy Carlisle. And then there's like a bunch of categories I didn't even know existed. Jazz stuff, blues, children's music, global music, spoken word, comedy album. Then there's like acapella genre, best arrangement of instruments and vocals. That's like a genre in of itself. Best classical, and there's multiple classical Grammys. But then we got down to some of the film music stuff. 
So Jojo Rabbit won best compilation soundtrack for visual media. Taika posted about for that 2020? yesterday because it came out the year after the soundtrack so came out after the yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. It landed after. It was in space in 2019, and then it smashed into the earth in 2020, <laughs> and then won in 2021. And then your girl Hilda Gudnit Uh, your yeah. Can you say her name? Uh, I used to be able to. One for best score soundtrack for visual media. That's so awesome. she won like best score essentially in the grand. For visual media? Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, That's visual awesome. media being film. Iceland represent. Then Billie Eilish won again for the song that she wrote for No Time to Die that was supposed to come out with James Bond. I did see a headline. But that, like, you know, it's been delayed by like two years. Yeah, I think she was the first artist ever to win an award or particularly a Grammy for something that had not yet technically been a release. released. Yeah. <laughs> Because No Time to Die has been delayed like two years at this point. But that song came out like over a year ago or something like that. Yeah. Pre-corona. Pre-corona. That, that movie's never coming out. The pre-coronavirus. The pre-corona. So that's it for Grammys. I don't really have anything else to say because I didn't, I don't have any players in the game or whatever. What's the saying? I don't any, have any skin in the game? Skin in the game. Any horse on the race? I don't have any horse in the race. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's get into the Oscar nominations. The thing that we're really here for. Although we love music. I hate music. Shut up. Uh, The Best Picture nominations. How many were there? There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Initially, everyone was thinking it was going to be slim pickings going in because obviously with Corona, uh, not a lot of films were released comparatively to previous years. So... But mm-hmm. there's some there's some really awesome pictures on here. So the best picture nominations, here we go, are The Father, Ooh. Judas and the <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So those were the films that were nominated for Best Picture, there's a couple that I really wished would have been nominated. My favorite film of last year, up to a point, because I haven't seen some of these yet, uh, was The Devil All the Time. So I was sort of unhappy that that picture wasn't more acknowledged, at least even acknowledged even a little bit. But I understand why, because it kind of hit at a weird time and didn't gain a lot of traction. But I really, really liked what that film was doing. So none of these had a theatrical release, right? These were all streaming. I mean, if they did, it was like a very, very small theatrical release. Because I know Promising Young Woman hit theaters even overseas Oh yeah, just a little bit. Sound of Metal definitely was in some indie theaters. Uh, anyway, Minari definitely was in, I know was in drive-in theaters. Like you could go see it in a drive-in theater right now. There's a bu- There's been a bunch of local pop-up drive-ins because of coronavirus. I don't know if you know. I thought that. they were just all playing old stuff. No, they play new stuff too. Pretty cool. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the three movies that we've already done that we wouldn't get to talk about their Oscar nominations otherwise because we've already done the episodes in the past. So those are Mank, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman, which I was actually really surprised got nominated for Best Picture. Did not expect that yeah. film to get nominated for Best Picture. It probably wouldn't have if it was any other year. <laughs> <laughs> that's true not that it wasn't a great you know movie but well i'm just su- not yeah. the kind of thing that would typically be nominated there's a couple films that were like had a lot of traction that i'm surprised there are still two spots left they could have nominated 10 and they nominated eight they could have nominated um one night in miami 
They could have nominated the Tom Hanks movie that everyone was buzzing about, News of the World, but neither of those got nominated. Anyway, I've seen Sound of Metal. Gabe hasn't yet. Haven't watched it yet, no. But we're going to definitely do an episode on that. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, And we're going to do Judas and the Black Messiah next. We both just watched that like a day or two ago. So let's talk about these three films. Mank was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. Uh, It was nominated for Best Picture. Amanda Seyfried for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Gary Oldman in An Actor in a Leading Role. Best Director in David Fincher. Best Production Design, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Achievement in Sound, Best Original Score, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So that's 10. I think it had the most noms there, yeah, out of the pictures. There's a few others that have a lot, but... The Nomadland had six nominations. It was up for Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Actress in a Leading Role for Frances McDormand, Best Director for Chloe Zhao, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing. And then Promising Young Woman had five for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actress in a Leading Role for Carrie Mulligan, Best Director for Emerald Fennel, and then Best Film Editing. Crazy. Cinematography is going to be a tough one this year because there's a lot of really good cinematography for these films that trickled out last year. Yeah. I mean, even last year was the same story, only you had Roger Deakins in the mix, who was already like a cut above. But yeah, for these, a lot of interesting stuff. Even from just the ones we've already seen, like you said, Mank probably going to be the standout so far just because of the way it was shot to evoke those early Hollywood film feels in every way. And I think they did a great job. I can't remember his name. Eric Messerschmidt. <laughs> it's never easy. Messerschmidt. But cinematography also was nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah, News of the World, and The Trial of the Chicago 7, which mm. I think probably the worst of those from what i could read online is the trial of the chicago seven but judas and the black messiah was so beautifully shot news of the world looked really good as well from what i could tell from the trailer but i'm not going to watch it (laughs) was nomadland nominated for cinematography yeah nice joshua james richards that movie sort of hung on the cinematography (laughs) for a lot of it 100 percent not too surprised you know considering what we had to work with i do also wish the devil of the time was in there as well off the top of my head that's the one i always think of so far i could have also i mean to be honest i could have seen soul being nominated for best picture it was soul was nominated for best animated feature film are animated films usually in the category of both they can be if they're that good and i think soul was that good i i would agree so i was sort of surprised that it wasn't but i understand it's been a while since a animated film hit me like soul did but i'm glad i'm glad that it did it was good I'm a big supporter of soul cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pixar, right? Yeah, Pixar, Disney. So then a couple other things worth mentioning. The late Chadwick Boseman is nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Nice. Which is super cool. Much like Heath Ledger was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Interesting to note also... Uh, sort of related, that both for Judas and the Black Messiah, both Lakeith and Daniel were up there for supporting yeah, instead of leading, which is crazy because both great performances. It's true. Hopefully, I'm I'm rooting for Stephen Ewan, I think is the way to pronounce his name, from Minari. Ewan. Of he, Walking Dead fame. Yeah, Walking Dead fame. Because that guy's been killing it. He's been doing so much work in the last few years. Yeah. Of all kinds. He's the first Korean-American actor to be nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Yeah. He's awesome. 
which is awesome. And then alongside that, Riz Ahmed is the first Muslim actor. He's English, but he's the first Muslim actor to be nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role as well. So they're competing against each other. And honestly, Riz Ahmed, he was my favorite thing about Sound of Metal. His performance was fantastic in that. And I have not seen Minari yet. I heard it's amazing. If I could project right now, I would say I think Minari might win Best Picture based off of the hype around that movie and... Well, if anything, Parasite last year blew open the doors on what can happen <laughs> for Best Picture. Uh, so I totally think Minari might pick it up yeah. this year. And then also worth mentioning here at the end a little bit is that Tenet is up for Best Visual Effects, which rightly so, I hope it does win because I think it should. Tenet was nothing if not a visual feast for yes, the eyes. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there another thing this year about more female directors than ever before or something like Inclusion? that? Inclusion? Probably. I can't remember. Yeah, Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennel. It's them too. They're nominated for Best Director, which is really cool. So is two female directors the most there's been? I guess. That's crazy. And I've heard nothing about The Father, like literally nothing. I just... I've heard that it's a good movie. Yeah. And people have talked about it. But... The only thing I know is that Anthony Hopkins was in it, and he is, I think, the oldest actor now to have been nominated for Best Actor. He's such a good actor. Yeah, he's like older than time. <laughs> he is time. But he's great. Embodied. He he only gets better with age, I think. Like a fine wine. It's, it's crazy. The gravitas that that man has. But yeah, we've got we've got more films to watch in the next when when's the show? The awards? April 25th. Oh, it's about a month and a week. Yeah. So we'll be doing We're, we're like, in the crunch now. We'll be doing like five more than one a five week. more episodes, yeah. Yeah. All right, well We'll talk to you next time. This has been a podcast. Starting a war, screaming peace at the same time. All the corruption and justice, the same crimes. Always a problem. We do or don't fight and we die, we don't have
the time. Destruction of minds, bodies, and human rights. Stripped of bloodlines, whipped and confined. This is the American pride. It's justifying a genocide, romanticizing the theft and bloodshed that made America the land of the free. To take a black life, land of the free, to bring a gun to a peaceful fight for civil rights. You are desensitized to pulling triggers on innocent lives because that's how we got here in the first place. These wounds sink deeper than the bullet your entitled hands could ever reach. Generations and generations of pain, fear, and anxiety. Equality is walking without intuition, saying the protector and the killer is wearing the same uniform. The revolution is not televised. Media perception is forced down the throats of closed minds, so it's lies in the headlines and generations of supremacy resulting in your ignorant, privileged eyes. We breathe the same and we bleed the same, but still we don't see the same. Be thankful we are God-fearing because we do not seek revenge. We seek justice. We are past fear. We are fed up eating your shit because you think your so-called black friend validates your wokeness and erases your racism. That kind of uncomfortable conversation is too hard for your trust fund pockets to swallow. To swallow the strange fruit hanging from my family tree because of your audacity to say all men are created equal in the eyes of God but disparage a man based on the color of his skin. Do not say you do not see color. When you see us, see us. We can't breathe.